0: welcome back to Endless Endless. i'm zach crystal with me as always
1: hayden brinkley
0: all right so today we're
1: going in all right what we got man
0: so i don't really know the right way to start this
1: but i don't think there's a right way to start no. it. but we're going to take a gonna take i'm just gonna ask day.
0: you a question so all right what do you look for in a relationship leave it broad
1: yeah pretty broad
0: um main things like what are your must-haves so i'm not going to be like everyone and say oh looks matter well no no no. That's be like everyone and say looks don't matter but they're really lying that's what everyone says oh looks don't matter but then, okay that's fair but then they turn
1: down a 10 10 out of 10 personality
0: because she was a six or something you know
1: that's true <laughs> Um, okay, so yes, I, I will be the person to say looks kind of do matter. I know... Of course they matter. Uh, listen, I can't say much with myself. You know, I, I'm not not fishing for any compliments. I'm just saying overall... Go comment on his post and tell him how ugly he is. Yes, please do Brinkley it. Hayden... What is it? <laughs> Brinkley Hayden Zero. Uh, so overall, what I look for would be just someone I can communicate really good with. Okay. Uh, that's probably my number one thing. Because I couldn't tell you how many times I've jumped into a relationship. This was in high school too. So whatever that's worth. Right. Uh, I've been into a relationship where it's just like the communication is not there. It's like it, the conversation is always like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? How's your day? Just like normal shit like this where I want to be talking about like future plans, where you want to live and, right, right, right. and all well, this shit.
0: I want to get deep. How far in are you talking about in a relationship? What do you mean? Are you talking about like the starting out stages? Uh... Yeah, because I mean, like, uh, everyone, I feel like, I mean, not everyone, some people just hit it off from the start. Or maybe I've, I've been in the position with a where, I, you know, started talking to a girl and she was the talkative one, which really helped me out because I was kind of nervous and shy. And it kind of helped me kind of get things going, you know, and you know, when someone's asking me questions and getting me to talk. But like, I feel like, for the most part, first dates are always fucking awkward oh there's it's no always doubt. you don't know what to say because you don't want to you don't know what you should give away yet what you should keep in how long you should keep it in
1: it's one of those things where it's like an elegant dance you have to maneuver properly within the conversation like you don't want to get too deep but you also don't want to be too boring so it's one of these things where you just kind of have to figure out as you go i know that's I mean, very vague because you don't know how far you can go. There are some people who will tell you their whole life story the first date. Some people, dude. Some people are for that. And I mean, I'm
0: not necessarily against it. If you are a person that say never, ever wants to get married or have kids in your life, I understand why you would say that on a first
1: date.
0: 100%. Because why go on a second and a third date and then tell them on the fourth? And then them just saying, you know, oh, well, there goes that. We wasted, you know, four dates. Well, not four times. I really like you now. And this isn't going to work. So why didn't you just tell me from the beginning? So something like that, I would definitely understand. But I mean, also at the same time, if you're like kind of wishy-washy, like, I don't know if I want to get married. I don't know if I want to have kids. I'm not really sure where my future is going. I understand, you know, have that conversation when the conversation comes up and you talk about it. But what if you if you have something that is, you feel like could be a deal breaker in a relationship, would you would you give it away on the first date or would you kind of wait till it came up? How would you go about that?
1: Ooh, that's pretty tricky mm. because there are some things where like you have to bring up. So... Yeah if there is a very noticeable deal breaker, like it depends on what it is. For me, I would say, I mean, there's there's so much that could be a deal breaker. Like bad communication is a deal breaker for me because I highly emphasize like communication. And I know you do as well. If you're going to take two, three hours to respond to each text, just delete my number. <laughs> don't like, don't each fuck text, with me. Yeah,
0: yeah, I definitely understand that. Like, yeah, if I wanted, you know, if I wanted to hear from you three hours later, I would have sent you an email, but. Exactly. Um
1: With that being said, however, there is something that kind of gets to me. Uh, I don't want people to think I'm a shitty person for this. But if we go out, say me and another girl go out on a couple dates and she expects me to pay for every single date for everything that we mm-hmm. do, like movies, dinner, parking, if I have to, that's kind of like, uh, okay, that's a little like, yeah, frustrating because uh how I've brought this up before, I did talk to a girl who expected me to pay for everything. And listen, I don't mind paying. Like it's not that big of a deal, but if I can't, like I'll be upfront about it. Listen, like money's a little tight for me right now and I'm going to need you to pay for yourself. And then if I get a unexpected response like, "Oh, well that's kind of shitty. Like mm-hmm. you should you should be able to pay for everything." Right. That's when it's like, "All right, I am uh I'm out of here."
0: Yeah, because you're just basically That's her saying, hey, I'm more important than you. You have to understand that. (laughs) And that's just not how it works. But if we're not dating yet, if we're just, you know, going on dates, we're not, you know, official boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to, then yeah, I'll I'll pay until, you know, we're dating and I'll I'll still pay most, most of the time for sure. If you let me, some girls don't let you, but if you let me, I'll pay. But like if we're in a relationship where boyfriend, girlfriend, we've been going out for, you know, a decent amount of time. And I'm still just paying for everything. And like, you just never pay for anything. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to say something. I wouldn't necessarily bring it up before we were in a relationship. I would maybe talk about like, Hey, you know, do you expect me to pay every time? Is it something that, you know, you're like, this is, that's just your beliefs is the man should pay and that's what it is. Or, but yeah, if it, if it goes on for too long, it's definitely something that a lot of women can abuse, have Mm -hmm. abused.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt, and love to abuse. Like I said, uh, I really don't have an issue with pain, but it, when it comes down to it, is if I don't have the the funds for it, if I'm kind of stretching my dollar out trying to get it to the to my pay period, that's when I'm like, listen, like I don't have enough to last me until next Friday or something. So I'm gonna need you to pay for yourself, and that's when it becomes an issue. Is if she takes it the wrong way, and listen, like I understand that. There are some shitty guys who are like, oh, no, like, can you actually pay for me? Like, I don't have any money. I don't know. I have to look at it in both perspectives because it's like maybe the dude doesn't have a, a well-paying job. Maybe he gets like two shifts a week or some shit like that, or, and he gets paid like nine. But if it's just a guy who's just trying to get a, a free date out of it, it's it's kind of shitty. So I understand from both parties.
0: What's your take on marriage? Pretty weird concept, in my opinion. Extremely weird concept. It's, um. It's weird making it legal when you don't necessarily have to. Everyone's taught, you know, from a young age that, you know, everyone's supposed to get married and not necessarily supposed to have kids. But most people get married and have kids. And that's, you know, a normal life. Most people do it. You should do it. It's great. It's what everyone says, you know. But marriage is it's a weird one to me, man. It's, why put it on paper? Why do I need to make it legal? What does that do for you?
1: You know, I've never really understood that either. Why it has to be legal? Maybe it's just the the concept of two human beings yeah. like living together, infused with their lives, and it's got to be somewhere. Yeah, just it's, to keep record of it. It's I don't scary know.
0: too, because one of my favorite all time, you know, I know you've heard me quote this a bunch. One of my favorite all time Bill Burr jokes is about marriage, and he, <laughs> you know, he states in it, you know, like two thirds or maybe it's three quarters, I don't know, of marriages that fail end in divorce so which is really scary if you, if you were up thing. in a plane about to go skydiving and they told you hey two-thirds of parachutes don't open and you just <laughs> jump. like and it, the, there's another thing you see, he's like is this the line to lose half my shit so, you, know, <laughs> you know like why i just don't understand a lot of it oh shit it scares me but it's not something i'm against it's not something i'm gonna i can say that i'll never do you know everything people change beliefs change
1: Yeah, I think maybe right now my stance on it is I don't want to get married for a long time. Yeah, and that's like that's maybe it's just really scary to think about. It is
0: because neither of us are at a point to where we're even going to be close to that right now.
1: Well, we're also, I mean, really young too. We're twenty two and twenty, so it's like we're still kind of baby, almost there. One more month, (laughs) but we're pretty young in that sense. We're kind of immature too we can't really fully grasp the concept of like you know marriage yet because i mean well, we're not married maybe down the road with if someone comes along and changes my mind on it then i'm open to it but as of right now like i i don't want to get married and having kids is definitely not in the foreseeable future mm-hmm. like i want to be financially stable i want to have a, a well paying job and if this podcast takes off well, actually no Fuck it. When it takes yeah. off. I, I want to be at a comfortable state where I can do this. I can take care of my wife. I can take care of the kid and, and et cetera.
0: Yeah, man. I don't think anyone really should uh, have kids on purpose unless you're um in a house. Have a good, steady job. Good paying. Enough. As long as it's enough to get by. You're not having to raise your kid living paycheck to paycheck. You're not having to move around all the time. If you're in a good, steady, stable home and a good, steady, stable relationship, With a good, steady, stable paying job, then great, go for it. It's time. But anything other than that, the fuck are you doing?
1: I don't get it, man. The fuck are you doing? (laughs) You stupid. (laughs) The (laughs) fuck are you doing? Dude, oh (laughs) my (laughs) God. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. So uh, obviously you took that a little personal. I don't
0: know, man. People just make dumb decisions and it kind of pisses me off but it really shouldn't because you know it's your life
1: not mine exactly as a 22 year old uh there are a lot of people who i graduated with that are having kids which i'm not shitting on fantastic for you i I am beyond thrilled that you have a kid and someone you can share the rest of your life with that's what you really want for me from my point of view i would never even think about doing that right now that's it's too young man at 22 23 yeah shit man i still got like what 60 years left like i want to enjoy my prime right now
0: yeah i don't know i guess it's different for different people because i mean i can't say you know everyone who had kids when they weren't married or weren't in a had a great job had a great house all this because then you know i wouldn't be here you know my parents didn't have me they were not wealthy you know we don't i was talking to my dad about it the other day i've actually you know i'm working with him now at his company or at the company he works at right um so I get to, you know, see him a lot more than usual. And we get to talk a lot more because we're working in the same vehicle right now. He's training me. Like the other day, we were just talking about, he was, we were just talking about like having kids and whatnot. And even now he he had four kids and wasn't really stable when we had any of them. It's just, but he still said, you know, it's the greatest thing he's ever done. He would not take it back. And this like having kids was the single greatest thing he's ever done. He, he's glad he had four. He doesn't wish he had one less or two less, or he only had one or two kids, whatever. He's, you know, he's happy with how it happened. And even though it was a, it's a big struggle the whole time, the whole way through, he you know, wouldn't take it back for the world, wouldn't trade it for the world. So, I mean, it's different for different people, but for me personally, I'm a super private person. I'm a super loner person. I like to be alone, not necessarily all the time, but I like my alone time. I really, really value my alone time. I like being alone in my own head, in my own room, just by myself, being able to talk to myself or think to myself about whatever I want to talk or think about do whatever I want, watch whatever I want, you know, just kind of do my thing. And I feel like just having kids at like such a young age would just completely take away any alone time you ever have, pretty much. Your alone time would be in the car, is
1: what I feel like. There is no doubt, yes, like, that you would have very less alone time. And that's
0: something that I'm just really scared to give up is my my me time. You don't give much of that when you're a parent.
1: No, you really don't. You don't. I mean, mad respect to my older brother, but, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a great dad to his son and... It's it's awesome to see him from that point of view. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't have any alone time, and you know he's trying to. You know what he's trying to do? Mm-hmm, he's yeah, trying to start yeah. his own clothing brand, and he's trying to do his own thing and make it in the world. But it's tough for him, and I'm sure he would say the same. You know he he wouldn't wish not to have him or anything like that. Yeah, anything yeah. bad. I mean, you know? it wasn't
0: planned, but yeah. you know I'm sure his you know Sage's the like single greatest thing
1: he's ever happened to him. Of course, but uh, you know that alone time just completely evaporates whenever you yeah. have a kid.
0: It sucks to see too, when you see someone go through that, but you'll watch the change from a distance. Cause I mean, you see all the great moments, but like you also, you know, sit there, you know, I, don't, I don't miss, I'm, I don't see Josh ever sad or in his fields or whatever, but you know, you just gotta think like, damn, like I know what you're going through. I don't know what you're going through, but I know what you're going through.
1: Like I can I mentally place that. Because I have a little that. brother and a
0: little sister. My little brother was born when I was six and then my little sister, when I was let's say eight or nine, and so, I mean, I've seen it and I've been there for the whole thing. And I know it's such a long, fucking difficult process. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's it's a weird one.
1: I think, you know, when people have kids at a, a pretty young age, or I wouldn't even say not stable, but they're not ready to, I just think overall, they're maybe they're cut out to be parents. I mean, maybe the my mentality of not wanting to have kids is just deep down in my subconscious, I know I'm not ready to be a dad like this. Yeah. That's something that I don't think I could take that responsibility on, you know, right now.
0: And I feel like no one really thinks they can until it happens. I feel like most people, even most married couples who are trying to have their first kid, you know, trying. Like they have their house, their job, their marriage, everything's good. They're ready to have kids. And she gets pregnant and he's thinking, oh, God, like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And then he hears it's a girl and he's like, oh, fuck. I don't know if I can be a, a girl, oh, dad. God. Like, I don't know, man. It's a scary, scary thing.
1: Yeah. That, like, no shit on anyone who's ever had girls or to a girl, but that would be the most <laughs> just scary, man. Oh, my God. I I'm couldn't even put I know that together.
0: How, I know how guys work. That's so, I mean, obviously, I feel like that's why, I mean, most guys yeah. want to have a son first. Most girls want to have a daughter. Of course. I mean, there is exceptions to the rule. There's. I know Branson, for example, our friend Branson, wanted a girl as he once... He wants a girl.
1: He's a very protective person. So yeah. maybe that's just what And he's a mom's boy too. Yeah.
0: So like that's, I mean, there's exceptions to the and You know, there's plenty of girls who want to have a son first and whatever. But for the most part, guys want to have boys and girls want to have girls because that's what we know best. Yes. That's what we feel like we could deal with the easiest because we've done it. That was us once.
1: And it's so crazy. Maybe people want that specific gender you know the male or female and then they end up with the opposite like my parents wanted at least a girl Mm -hmm. and got all boys yeah so it's like oh shit there's where
0: your years and my parents differ my parents also didn't necessarily want a girl first or whatever they wanted at least a boy and at least a girl and they got three boys the first time (laughs) god they got a boy and they got a boy and then they got another boy and then they got a girl so that's when they stopped. It it's pretty like high a risk thing to, know, <laughs> to go through. I know, because that makes me wonder like, what if they would have had two more boys? Would they have still gone for a girl and then there would be seven kids? Like I don't ooh. Bro,
1: could you imagine six
0: oh my siblings? God. No, I couldn't. I oh couldn't. my god. That would be scary. Six
1: phone bills, six cars, six graduations, six proms, six hell, and six Nas. <laughs>
0: I'm uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I saw no, on Instagram. I you. had to. No, thank you. What is the? Uh, what's their name? The Duggars? The the people who had like this show where they had like 27 or 39 kids. Or oh, are you was. talking about
1: like 13 kids in <laughs> counting? No, there was oh. this
0: one couple that had like 20. I think. I Think they had 20 or 21 or 22 kids, and they're all their names started with like the same letter. This is
1: some weird shit. I can't remember what it's called. But um. But okay, so how do you discipline 20 kids? Oh, how do you discipline one? exactly because listen there are some great parents out there don't get me wrong however let's be real here for just a minute and i'm not going to call anyone out there are also some shitty parents yeah there's some bad parents and it's not they're shitty in the essence of like they hit their kids or anything but it's they let them do whatever they want (laughs) well yeah of course that but in the aspect that i'm talking about is they just let them do whatever you know they'll like their own kids just go around and smacking the shit out of other kids. They don't do anything. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell?
0: It's a it's a weird balance that you have to kind of find because you can't give the kid too much freedom. You can't. You just can't. You may want to. You may trust them. But you can't give a kid too much freedom. But you can't restrain them too much either because then he's going to fucking hate you. Exactly. He's are going to want to get out of the house. He, she, they're going to want to leave. They don't want to be there. I don't know. Some parents just don't understand privacy. They don't understand and it's it it baffles me really because like everyone who's a parent, everyone who has a, you know, a, a teenager has been a teenager. So you know how they work. You were one. So when I see parents going through their kids' phones and not letting their kids play video games and not letting their kids go see their friends on, you know, days where they are like a weekend or, you know, if you're failing a class, they take away everything, all of your in Anything which I, you find enjoyment in, they're going to take it away until you're doing better. But then by that time, you're just, you don't
1: give a fuck anymore. And to that point, I understand it to an extent. So if you're failing classes, uh, if say if your 13 year old uh, daughter is failing classes, then I understand where you got to take the electronics. You have to take away those privileges. You got to do
0: something. Yes, I'm not saying don't punish your kids, but you also have, you just got to find a balance. You got to find a balance. What well, works? Don't go too crazy, but don't go too light either. You know, find that good balance that works for you to where you see your kid look like, yeah, of course I took away his video games. He's pissed off at me, but he's going to be fine. An hour later, he's eating dinner with us and he's fine. You know, it sucks, but he's going to, you know, when he gets his grade up, he'll get it back. I'm not taking mm-hmm. away too much stuff. He still can do this. He still can do this. He just can't do this. Right. And once, you know, th- this is fixed, he can do this again. But some parents, they'll just, you know, their kid will drop to us, uh, you know, below a B. And they'll be like, that's it. You're done. You're not going anywhere. Give me your phone. Give me your keys. Give me that. Give me this. You're not doing anything. You're not going anywhere until I see improvement. And that's just, it's a he's going to kill himself.
1: What are you doing? It's its a lot to ask for uh, for a such a young individual between the ages of 12 and I'd say 18. And I'm extremely grateful. My parents found that balance. Uh, they knew so I'm I- going to take things away when it was appropriate. When my grades would fall, they'd be like, listen, we're going to take this away until we see improvement. When I brought it up, I showed them, I got my stuff back. Simple as that. There's nothing really too complicated about it. It's, you know, reward them for good behavior, but discipline them when it comes to the bad. And there's a lot of parents out there that put a lot of potential on their kids, expecting them to get straight A's. And listen, I understand you want them to have a good future, but they also have to have a life. I understand that they, you don't, if you don't want them to party, that's cool. Like, I understand that because I'd be a little sketchy about the whole party scene too. I mean... They're gonna get a way around it, regardless. Of course, of but course. expecting straight A's is it's a little tough. Like all straight hundreds, yeah, and I'm like, even then I'm like, oh shit, like that's kind of tough. Well, I mean, I straight mean,
0: hundreds. That's, if you're asking your kids straight hundreds, anything below that, then that's yeah, I mean, that's, that's just not gonna happen. But I mean, yes, yeah, so I know I've I've known plenty of kids throughout the years that I went to school with that you know they told me like yeah, I have to get A's. I have to. I can't not get A's or else. Like um, my friend Brandon from uh, I, I went to elementary, middle, and high school with him. He had to get straight A's, period, or else he wasn't allowed to play baseball. that's and what, what you, he wanted to do.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say he that's, probably that wanted his to dream, do
0: that is to play baseball, and he had been doing it since he's a kid. He's amazing, and that's what he wanted to do is go to the the MLB, be a professional baseball player. You're gonna take away your child's potential future because he gotta be. That's something I would never understand.
1: It's uh, yeah sort of like what we've heard through several podcasts is just that you have to let your kid do what they truly love so like baseball football um if they really enjoy i can't say video games because that's kind of a a little touchy yeah video games are
0: awful bro they make people kill people all right not actually my belief (laughs) Uh, (laughs) a lot of people saying that right now though
1: what's your take on that Okay, absolutely not. I think there's a lot of other aspects that go into it. You can't just say a video game will instigate a kid to go kill other people. Right. I don't I don't think it's that. I think it's a mixture of maybe bad parenting, a bad household, maybe a shitty life so far, however old they are. There's a lot that goes into it. Maybe they're bullied Mental at health. school. Mental health, you're right. Maybe they just maybe the only thing that they know is just that dark depressed state and yeah, they don't maybe know thing,
0: maybe they grew up with their parents fighting constantly and just they didn't have any friends they're not necessarily a good-looking individual so they didn't get any attention from the, the opposite gender um and they just I don't know, things like that can fucking drive you crazy no matter how old you are if you're 13 or 18
1: or 25 or 50 well it's because like you also don't understand the concept yet so if you see your parents arguing like that back and forth you're like oh you shit! you think that's you know, what normal life is yeah because that's all you've known. If you've, if you've literally grown up with that, it's, it's a hard thing to imagine the opposite. It's a hard thing to imagine like, oh, the lovey-dovey parents and, you know, always around and helping you and shit when your parents are just absolute garbage to you. And I'm we're not calling anyone out specifically, but it's just that hypothetical family, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who struggle with that. And it's mm-hmm. a, it's a very dark place for them. And for sure, it, it's a, a touchy subject for those people. But they don't know how to explain that to anyone else. So, uh, no, I don't believe that video games are bad, or, or a bad influence yeah, to kids. No, me I, mean, neither.
0: I think that kind of wraps up for today. Do you have any uh, final thoughts you'd like to throw in there?
1: Nothing pertaining to the episode. However, go follow our Twitter at Opinions Endless. That is at O-P-I-O-N. I think you spelled
0: it wrong already. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is... Oh. That is at O P I N I O N S E N D L E S S. For any of you dummies out there, can't spell, I understand. Me neither. Um, (laughs) Go also follow our IGs. You can find me at Z Bristol Z.
1: And then you can find me at Brinkley Hayden Zero. And then give a quick shout out to. Our friend Cam, who was who ever so nicely to uh, to let us use that intro beat for uh, absolutely or the beat for our intro. That's about it for all of our final thoughts. I know it really wasn't much, but um, we'll be back next week with uh, the brand new episode, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. Check it out. Peace out. Later.